Warning, this podcast discusses heavy topics such as murder, domestic violence, sexual harassment, child abuse, and mental health conditions. The cases covered are solely intended for educational purposes and in no way do we intend to promote or glorify the harmful actions that have taken place. All information presented in this podcast can be found online through various credible news sources. Follow us at crime.timepodcast on Instagram. Welcome to Crime Time Podcast. Hi. You're here with me, Natalie, mm. and my partner. Hi, my name is Sean. It's nice to meet you all. Nice to meet you all. Um, I'm really excited to talk about some pretty disgusting crimes. And, and I'm here for the ride. <laughs> yeah. So basically how this is going to work is I did a bunch of research and I found the most brutal f crimes that I could possibly find. And I'm telling them to my partner for the first time. He hasn't heard of them before. He hasn't heard any information about them before. Yeah, no, I'm not a I'm not a big true crime fan. I'm more of uh, like video games. <laughs> Yeah, he plays video games in his spare time. <laughs> I watch videos about cults in mine. But we do it together. But we do it together because we love each other. Yeah. <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. Let's get started. Alrighty. So tell me uh, what, who is it? What happened? Okay. So our victim is Junko Faruta. Okay. Um, too long didn't read. Tortured for 44 days by a group of young boys in a basement and then murdered. Jesus. The story gets a lot more intense than that, though. Okay. So who is who is uh, Junko Faruta? Um, also, I'm sorry if I mispronounce names. Yeah, I believe it's. I don't know if it's Junko or Junko. Junko? Junko. Junko? Okay. Junko Furuta. Okay. That sounds right. Well, okay. So the, the case takes place in November of 1988. So uh -huh. we're taking it a while back. Furuta was an intelligent, beautiful, young 17-year-old girl who resided in Misato, Japan. Misato. Misato, Japan. I'm sorry. She was popular. She got really good grades. She had a bright future ahead of her until she met 18-year-old Hiroshi Miyano. Miyano was the bad boy of the school, and he even claimed to have had connections to these crime organizations. So basically, when Furuta turned down his romantic advances, he was furious. He wasn't familiar with rejection, especially because people were aware of his connections to Japanese crime syndicates. Mm. So was Miyano like a part of like the Bozuzoku or anything he like that? Like was, was he a, in a bike gang? He was in an organization called Yakuza, which basically just functions like a Japanese mafia. Yeah. So, I mean, according to Britannica, they engage in extortion, blackmail, smuggling, prostitution, drug trafficking, Gambling, loan sharking, day labor contracting. Just, just typical mob stuff. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. all the good stuff. Other rackets, control restaurants, bars, trucking companies, talent agencies, factories, and other businesses in major mm -hmm. Japanese cities. Just like, it's like, you know, when Tony Soprano walks in and he wants his gabagool, you know? 
He walks in, he don't buys the restaurant, and then like he just extorts it for its money. He gets the gabagool. He gets that gabagool. He asks for it, and he gets it. Um, they're actually still around today. Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, their numbers are said to have dropped from over seventy thousand in two thousand eleven to twenty five thousand by twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. But I doubt that they're getting smaller, but probably just getting smarter. D- fun fact about me um do you know that one of my favorite game series is the yakuza game series so what you play as you japanese play, mob yeah you play as, uh, as a yakuza his name's kirito nope that's from another anime his name's kiryu mm-hmm. but he's not a part of well he does do a little bit of the extortion and everything all that but he's he's a gentleman and he's honorable all right and he beats up the bad guys the bad yakuza because in there's a good yakuza and a bad yakuza. There's good. T- there's a, everything's good or bad. It's gray. All right. I guess there's extremities in every situation. Yeah. Shall we continue? Except cops. A cab. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, moving mm-hmm. on. Miano was kind of known as a pervert and a rapist to begin with. Jesus, what? Just, I'm just gonna go right into it. He's an 18 year old rapist. Okay. He, no one messed with him because of his status. But, okay, let's just get into the story of what happened to Furuta. So, on November 25th, 1988, him and a friend, Shinji Minato, again, I apologize if I get the names wrong, but also these are criminals, so I don't really care that much. Mm -hmm. So, Minato was 16 at the time. They were hanging out at a park, and they were preying on innocent women, which was apparently a common activity for the two of them. Gross. When they saw Furuta on her way home, around 8 30 p.m she was coming home from her after school part-time job at a plastic molding factory on her bike apparently she was saving up for a graduation trip and already had plans for where she was gonna go work after graduation she had a bright future ahead of her yeah did did, did we do we know where she was going for vacation like was she going somewhere like you know i'm not a hundred percent sure um it was most likely going to be outside of Japan, but don't quote me on that because right. I didn't really look into that. Right. Maybe I should have to you give her more of a... Yeah, you know. It's to humanize her more. Well, like, first off, she's a human, all right? She, it was a terrible thing yeah, that cut, happened to cut her. Yeah, cut me saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible thing that happened to her. Uh, but, you know, I mean, like, I was just wondering. I okay. Just, I just wanted to know. I mean, you know, she's a 17-year-old girl. She wants to go on a graduation trip, probably with their girls. Mm-hmm. Probably see Europe or something. Yeah, you know, Italy. Mm-hmm. Who knows? She didn't get to do that, though. Obviously. So she's on her bike, and suddenly Minato knocks her off of her bike, and he flees the scene. Wait. So this snot-nosed little pug just runs up, kicks like kicks the back her. wheel, yeah. and is like, "Okay, shit, I did away. my part." Yeah, that's his part. What and a then, little rat! And then Miyano's part was him rushing in, acting like a hero, and saying like, "Oh, are you okay? Let me help you. Let me walk you home safely." Oh my god! That's so crazy that that guy just did that to you. It was all part of their plan. But what he did instead of walking her home safely was lead her to a warehouse and told her of his Japanese mafia connections, basically just scaring the hell out of her. He. Jesus, like. Oh, it's building. 
It's just, this is just the beginning, honey. Oh my God. Scared to death and listening to him make threats to kill her over and over again. Furuta froze and most likely dissociated while he raped her in the warehouse and then proceeded to rape her in a nearby hotel. It was after this that Miyano contacted more of his friends to join in on this torturous act. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, this alone is a disgusting crime. Um, I have to admit that there are different sources which tell the next part of this crime a little bit differently. Some say that she was then brought to a park where Minato's friends were waiting for her. But other sources say that Miyano called his friends over mm-hmm. to the to the abandoned warehouse. Either way, Minato was contacted as well as Joe Ogura and Yasushi Watanabe. Watanabe. Okay, my little, my little kawaii man over here. Okay, uh, that's good. Cut, <laughs> kawaii man. Why can't I call you kawaii? It's cute. I don't know. It's so... It means super cute in Japanese. Okay. Gwen Stefani. Okay. What? Ta- what is it? We're already talking about a horrible, horrible story. We don't need to talk about Gwen Stefani's <laughs> cultural appropriation. appropriation. <laughs> Harajuku girls. You're right. All right. Uh-huh. We'll cut that. We'll cut that. Which, even though it is a, hor- uh, a horrible act of cultural appropriation, it's, it's a fucking bop. If you haven't heard Timeless Harajuku bops. girls by Guestafani, just take a second. You'll you'll like it on the second list around. Yeah. I liked it on the first, but <laughs> what is it? Watanabe? Uh, Watanabe. Watanabe. So, either way, Minato was contacted, as well as Joe Ogura and Yasushi Watanabe. 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 Both seventeen years old. These are children. Yeah. Like chill. Wonder, we're we're twenty three. Wonder what I was doing when I was seventeen. I was sitting in a on a rock outside of a Tim Hortons in northern Canada because I was so pissed off at my friends for beating me in Mario Party Five. <laughs> I sat there in the freezing cold for two and a half hours while they enjoyed themselves at Tim Hortons because I couldn't even stand to look at them. I I can't say what I was doing at 17 because I think my parents will be listening. But it was definitely not this. Mm -hmm. So. um, It's said by some sources that in this moment she was raped by the four boys. But whether this was true in that exact moment or not, it's for sure that the four of them decided that the next step in this devious plan would be to keep Furuta captive in Minato's basement so they could invite others over to rape and torture her, most likely for a fee. So, okay, so these guys are kids. Minato, he was 16, right? He's like the youngest out of the group so far. Yes. Yeah, and they're like, let's... How did the parents not know anything? (laughs) We're like, what the hell's going on? You'd think, you'd think that they wouldn't, you'd think that they would know. And I feel like they did. And you didn't have the decency to be like, what's going on down there, son? We actually got to that a little bit. Oh. Like, I guess I could just skip over this. Well, no, continue talking. You wrote the script. Okay. Let's, let's think about this logically. They probably brought her in when the parents weren't home. Mm-hmm. Or if they were home, what they did was pretend that she was a friend or a girlfriend. So they, what they ended up doing was introducing her to the parents as their girlfriend. Mm-hmm. 
and then taking her in the basement and keeping her captive for the next 40 days, which is after like a couple of days, you would think mm -hmm. that the parents would get suspicious. God only knows what sounds she was making. Mm -hmm. Anyways, before, before that all happened, um, her parents thought that she was staying over at a friend's place, even though it was pretty unlikely that she wouldn't be calling them to let them know first. But unfortunately, it wasn't until November 27 that her parents called the police to report her missing. Okay, so what's the so what's the timeline? So this is like two days after she was captured and she was kidnapped and put in the basement. Okay. Two days later, her parents were like, okay, where the hell is our daughter? Let's call the police. And they called them. They reported her missing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think they assumed that she was at a friend's place. But the captors had actually planned for this and had Furuta call home and tell her parents that she ran away and that she was staying with a friend. What sick little bastards. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. They planned for this. They knew that they were going to call. They knew the parents would be worried. They forced her to say that to them. And, I mean, if you're wondering if they believed her... She was a really good child. She was a really good student. She didn't do drugs or smoke or drink or do anything bad. So while it made it seem weird that she would run away, mm -hmm. it also made it seem unlikely to her parents that she would be lying about it. Also, if they had spent the last two days worrying and wondering if she's okay, wouldn't you be relieved to just hear her voice and have your suspicions about her being at a friend's place be confirmed? She was also forced to ask her parents and the police to stop the investigation. Okay, but so, like, okay, yeah, it would be relieving in everything that your daughter is just like, I'm okay, like, I, but I don't want to see you. I'm running away. I'm done. And then, like, three days later, if you don't hear anything from her, you'd be like, oh, well, maybe we should, you know, be parents and be like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, talk to us. You know, I really don't understand the logic because I don't. It's crazy. Unless, unless what they did was have another friend's parents phone them or something. Like, I don't know how they didn't continue to investigate more. Yeah. But I guess you know she said she was running away. The parents said, "Okay, I respect your decision." Yeah. What? What? A, what a terrible <laughs> fucking parenting. All right. I respect you. Like, uh, yeah. There's times when you need to respect your kids' boundaries, but when they're missing for three days and they're like, "I don't want to talk to you," it's still your kid. You gotta take care of them. You gotta be like, "Okay, like, I respect your boundaries, but like, tell me what's going on. Tell like, me where you are." Uh huh. Like, I still worry about you. Now imagine how Minato's parents were feeling. Like they're keeping her captive in this. 17 year old kids parents house yeah it's like what the fuck are they doing in the basement i mean apparently whenever they asked any questions minato had furuta act as his girlfriend which alleviated their suspicions i mean i'm not entirely sure i believe this because they dropped this act pretty quickly and with the torturing going on in minato's room Correction. She wasn't kept in the basement. She was kept in his room. Okay. I believe at first she was kept in the basement and then moved to his room. Okay. Anyways, with the torturing going Just on. Just a little asterisk. E Ding. Hey, folks, we have a correction in the script right here. Uh, a little bit of uh, misinformation. It's just basement just flows off the tongue naturally for being mm -hmm. tortured in, you know? Yeah. It puts the lotion in the basket. 
Was that insensitive? I don't know. It's the lotion in the basket. Or else it gets the hose again. Mm. Would you fuck me? Sons of the Lambs? Oh. I'd fuck me. The lambs are not being very silent right now. I'd fuck me real good. Okay. Let's get back to the story. Okay. So yeah, we're getting more into like the torturing and everything of this of this woman. Ah. And the parents are just kind of like playing like, Chilling. well, dude, it was behind a closed door, so I guess we didn't really Is know. Well, okay, listen. Mm-hmm. They were aware of his Yakuza connections, of Mi- Miyano's Yakuza connections. Okay. So they didn't intervene due to that, apparently. Also, because Minato was super aggressive towards them, they just stayed quiet and let it all happen. So basically, they're criminals too. Yeah, they're just fucking bystanders. Yeah. Standers. Bystanders. Standards? Yeah. Bystanders. Okay. They're bystanders. They're, yeah. And their parents, they're scared of their kid. They're scared of their kid's friends because of the, the Japanese mafia. I'll never be scared of my kid. Because I know, like, no matter how hard they yell at me, I can yell three times Yeah, harder. you can. You, I'm scared of you. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> he yells at me. I don't do that at all. <laughs> I'm kidding. She, Natalie just, if you're experiencing domestic abuse, please reach out for support. We'll put some links on our Instagram. I'm not experiencing it, but if you are, Thank you. that sucks. Yeah, I our heart goes out to you, and yeah. honestly. And again, our heart goes out to Faruta. Like, no, my heart goes out to her. I, mean, I want to punch this kid in the fucking teeth. Oh, like, just wait. <laughs> just wait till you hear the, how the story turns out. All righty. Okay, I mean, mm-hmm. all right, getting back into it. If you haven't already realized from the the warning that we did at the beginning of the podcast, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about really disgusting and disturbing crimes. So here's where it's about to get really messed up. Okay. And, and Natalie is turning the, turning laptop, the laptop away, away from me so I can't read what's going to happen. I'm just so. going to look him in the eyes and read to him what's it's happening. Be a blind reaction. Are you ready for this? I don't know. Well, I got burp. <coughs> what the hell was? Uh, don't throw up again. I almost did. Oh my! On the on the in the stew. Yeah. <laughs> we are in a studio right this now. This track's so good. He threw up on the beat. <laughs> I'll ask you one last time. I'm ready. You're ready. I mean, like, I'm st- I'm probably gonna get real ready. angry. I'm gonna get real angry, yeah. but I'm ready. What they did to Furuta over the next 44 days are things that no one should ever have to experience in a lifetime or even hear about (laughs) but you're about to hear about it all right great be warned because this list is about to get brutal and extremely specific i'm just gonna list off the acts one by one okay so just a reminder um these acts were initiated by they were led by four boys and they were led by four boys who invited what they say could be over a hundred people in to take oh take God. part in these acts, but she was repeatedly beaten, raped, and tortured. They shaved her pubic hair and forced her to dance naked and to masturbate in front of them. Jesus. She was left outside with little to no clothing overnight, multiple times. She was force-fed alcohol, forced to smoke multiple cigarettes at once. 
and forced to inhale paint thinner. She was raped over 400 times by Miyano, Minato, Ogura, and Watanabe. Watanabe? Watanabe, as well as the other boys who were called over and encouraged to hurt her. Like I said, some sources say that over 100 people came over to rape her. Objects were inserted into her vagina and anus, such as a lit match, a bottle, iron bars, scissors, skewers, fireworks, and a light bulb, amongst other things. Oh my god. Her internal anatomy was completely destroyed, and she was left unable to defecate or urinate properly due to having those objects inserted in her, as well as malnourishment from being fed almost only milk. Around 20 days into her abduction, she somehow managed to call an emergency number, but she didn't even make it to be able to speak to the police because the boys caught her. And as a result of this, she was punished. They burned her legs and arms repeatedly with lighter fluid. And after that, she was no longer able to walk and was confined to Minato's room. She was forced to eat cockroaches, drink her own urine, she was burnt with cigarettes on her eyelids and genitalia. They smashed her hands with nails and weights. They physically beat her with multiple blunt objects and stomped on her. They even hung her from a ceiling and used her as a punching bag. They disfigured her nipples. They stuck her with needles constantly as well. The boys urinated on her. They crushed her stomach with dumbbells. They beat her for anything she did, including make a sound, cry, vomit, literally any noise or action she did rendered her a beating. After a while, she was so disfigured and crippled that the boys lost sexual interest in her. Some sources say they actually went and kidnapped another young woman on her way home from work to attack instead. Apparently, before she'd even called the police, they were alerted because a boy who was invited to the Minato house told his brother, who then told their parents about what was going on. So the police actually showed up to the front door, but they were reassured by Minato's parents that there was no girl inside. So the police left. Oh happily. my God! This is twenty days in or so. Oh, like where, where's Minato? Where's the Bruce's parents and all this? Where, where are they? Like, oh my God! I surprisingly couldn't find a lot of information about what her parents were doing during this time. I don't know if maybe they had an idea and they were also scared of the Yakuza These connections. These people are scumbags. Oh my God! Like they they hear this. There's okay. Wait, so when they, when the 20 days in, was this after or before her emergency phone call? This was before. And so on that emergency phone call, what I want to know is, was she able, like, she wasn't able to talk to police, but I'm assuming she was able to talk to someone, right? Like, did it, like, take her to an operator and she says, like, help, I'm kidnapped. Uh, I think in the middle of her just saying a couple of words, a couple of those words, they caught her and stopped her. That's when they punished her. Yeah, but also, like, cops, they can, like... Okay, well, first, ACAB, first of all. Yeah, ACAB, first of all. Fuck them. They're, they're, this is the reason that they're pieces of shit and garbage is because they've had two fucking reasons to go to this dude's place after hearing that a woman has been kidnapped and they didn't do shit about it. 
Like, they can track fucking phone numbers for when people call 911 and all that stuff. I don't know if I'm getting, like, I, listen, I may, maybe I they don't anymore. I don't know. But what I do know is that well, they're being pieces of shit. Reminder, 1988 in Japan. They still know how to do it. They still should have done something. Uh-huh. I completely agree. God only knows that the police were aware of the Yakuza connections. Let me remind you, people are very scared. Sean, don't break the chair. I'm getting angry. We're this, getting this upset. Is a very expensive studio. We're paying a lot of money to be here right now. Yeah. Like God, uh, like what? Two hundred k. The police minute. were probably less than fifty feet away from her, but she was probably most likely passed out from the abuse and wasn't even crying for help, so they couldn't even hear her. Um, like I said, the police were probably aware of his yakuza connections and decided not to intervene further. But they were really a hair away from saving her. And then they just did nothing. Oh, my God. They did nothing. They left. Okay. All right. All right. Yep. Okay. Breathe, Sean. All right. So, reminder, the story starts on end of November, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't until January 4, 1989. January 4? Yes. Whose birthday is it? No, it's just you said January 4 instead of January 4th. Oh. Yeah, I'm born January 2. <laughs> August 4. That's my birthday. I know. August I'm, I'm June August 8. August 4. I'm June 8. <laughs> oh, no, we're doing the accents again. Cut it's that, okay. It's that, a white person that. accent. We're allowed to do it. All right. You're allowed to do it. <laughs> so it wasn't until January 4th, 1989, mm-hmm. that Miano, after losing a game of Mahjong, is that right? Yeah, Mahjong. He lost the game of Mahjong. He vented his anger towards Furuta and once again set her on fire and continued the abuse, including melting hot wax on her body and her eyelids. She was kicked and beaten so bad that she fell over, likely hitting her head in that moment, and she began convulsing. The boys covered their hands with plastic bags to protect themselves from the pus from her burns and continued to beat her, even dropping an iron exercise ball onto her stomach it was on this day january 4 1989 that after two hours of horrific abuse furuta finally succumbed to her injuries and died oh my god she was held captive for 40 days it took 40 days of being beat before her body finally gave up which shows just how strong of a woman she was. Yeah, she was right? like, this is the wrong way of saying it, but she was a trooper, right? She, she, she held her own, and unfortunately, like, knowing what, like, with that stronger resolve and everything, to just like that willingness to still go on, rather like, even though you're facing such horrific things happening to you, it just proves that like she, she would have been something. Like she would have been, she would have been a a, a a mighty force to deal with. You know, I'm stressed out. I'm stressed. I'm I'm really ticked off. It's yeah. like, it's it's horrendous. It's, Horrible it's, crimes happen to women all over the I world. I know, and it's it's and so often bullshit. And I wish they didn't. But that's why we're here to share their stories, and be voices for those who can't speak. Is that mm-hmm. insensitive? No, I, I mean, don't mean well, to like, be. I don't think we're voices. We're here. Well, I guess we are a voice for people that, that can't speak because 
uh, I'm assuming that a lot of the topics and the, the victims that we are going to be covering are deceased. Are deceased. Yeah. And it's, I guess it's more of the fact that like, well, we are, well, the main point of this podcast is to, to give information and to, mm-hmm. and to just say like, those people that do these crimes are they don't have a place in society they're they're less than dirt you know they're they're it deserves to be talked about the world Mm -hmm. deserves to be reminded of how horrific these people are Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't well like we shouldn't we shouldn't really you know we shouldn't really remind the people because no one should be remembered uh, no one like that should be remembered. Baruta should be remembered. Yeah, she should Ruta, be remembered as a great student and uh, uh, a hardworking uh, woman. I just hate the thought of these people living their entire lives and dying after committing a, a, mm-hmm. such a fucked up crime like this one. And who knows? Like Maybe other gang members continue to speak highly of them for what they did to her. You know, and mm-hmm. that just horrendous. that grinds my gears. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so she passed away. The next day, they put her body in a 210 liter drum and they filled it with wet concrete and they loaded it into a cement truck in Koto, Tokyo. And that was the end of her story. So did they find her body or like? They actually didn't find her body, but Miyano and Agura were arrested a couple weeks later, January 23rd, 1989, on, get this, a separate gang rape charge. Oh, my God. Um, it was actually the 19-year-old that they kidnapped in December when Furuta's wounds were starting to... When they lost this. interest when, in her. When they lost sexual interest in her, mm-hmm. yes. Um. So it wasn't until Miano's interrogation in March when the police told him about an open murder investigation and he confessed to his crime and told the police where they could find Furuta's body. Oh my God. Yeah. What I mean, a psychopath. I, and, you know, it makes you wonder, like, why did he, he confess? All the, the police were talking about a completely different crime. They weren't talking about her. He mm-hmm. just... I guess after sitting on her death for two weeks, the guilt was finally building up. And also the techniques they use for interrogation just make it feel make you feel like you have no choice but to confess mm-hmm. because you'd get a lighter sentence that way. Um, another technique they use in interrogation involves turning suspects against each other. And it's really likely that the police made it appear that Ogura confessed to something that he didn't actually confess to mm-hmm. in order to get more out of Miano. That's the oldest trick in the book. By making him feel trapped. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so this dude was fucked, right? Like, he he confessed to a murder. He had another gang rape charge on another woman. Like, what happened? They were all under 18, so they weren't given... So they weren't tried as adults? They weren't given life imprisonment or the death sentence. Miano was given a 20... They're just kids being kids. Yeah. That's all they're doing. Get fucked. Yeah. Oh, my God. Under 18. Miano was given a 20-year sentence because he was described as the head of the operation. Um, Hir- so Hiroshi Miano was sentenced to 20 years. 
Shinji Minato was sentenced to five to ten years. Joe Ogura served eight years. And Yasushi Watan- Watanabe served five to seven years. <laughs> For these disgusting crimes. Uh-huh. They got less. Most of them got five to ten years. Yeah. And probably 20 bucks. Most of them probably made parole, I'm betting. Well, yeah. I mean, the, some believe the Yakuza were tied to their short sentences, considering c- that if the case was held anywhere else or if they were over 18, they would have gotten capital punishment at the mm-hmm. time. Oh, um, yeah. They're, they're probably out of jail right now. Like, this was 1988. Yeah, and they're it's 16 Yeah, they're like... They're like... 70s, maybe? At what... They're six? not 70 years old. My dad was born in 61. My dad's 60 now. Yeah, but they were... Oh. If they were 17 and 88, they're like like 40. Mm, 50s. 50s, yeah. Are I mean, it's been 20 years, right? So, like, they're out of jail. It's been 40 years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. I meant it's been over 20 years. Or 30. Sorry, I'm not good at math. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Yeah. And these sick fucks are out roaming free, probably so, doing other disgusting crimes. Uh-huh. So, well, uh, so, Miyano, correct? Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. So, he was sentenced to 20 years. Did he do the full sentence? I believe so. I'm going to research that really quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, if you could look that up and see what he's doing right now. Because if he's just like like walking around and being like, oh, I'm, I'm free, baby. So he he was originally sentenced to 17 years. And then he appealed his sentence. So they gave him an extra three years. What are they doing now? Hopefully dead. They're free. They're free. There's just like no information. They weren't even put on a fucking list. So somebody, somebody on Quora, born and raised in China, is just saying that um, two years ago was the 30th anniversary of Furuta's death. But surprisingly, she's not really remembered in Japan. Free men with new names now, I assume. It's fucking bullshit. Man, we um really went dark at the end. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm. Is that what's going to happen for majority of these episodes, yeah. Scooch? Is just like, we're going to start off all cheap and cheery, and then at the end it's just going to be me being like, fucking, I'm, I'm done. I hate this. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to um, see if there was any more information that I could find on what they had to say or mm-hmm. what they might be doing now. It looks like there is an hour-long documentary about her murder made around the time of the boy's trial and her funeral. So I will definitely save this link to post onto our Instagram. Uh, the link if dump. you would like any more information. Mm-hmm. We'll probably watch that soon too. Huh? We'll probably watch that soon too. Oh, I'd love to watch this. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to watch this. I'm going to watch it tonight, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard about this case through other, through, through YouTube, through YouTubers who talk about true crime cases. Um, I chose this to be the first crime case that we discussed because it's probably the most brutal crime that I've heard of. It's it's just hearing all the what they did to her and everything. It's just like how how deranged and demented do you have to be? You're like like if they didn't get caught, that Miyano kid, serial killer. 
And it's easily yeah. if you'd been a serial killer. Well, they already were they were raping other people mm-hmm. and capturing and attacking other people already before her. Mm-hmm. They continued to do it while they had her. And then who knows what they did even in the short amount of time between when they disposed of her body. Well, they got caught for another one. Yeah, they got caught for another one. Sorry, I'm that, yawning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sleepy baby right Yeah, now. you're tired. I'm tuckered out. You're all tuckered out from all the disgusting yeah, murder from and being angry. torture. You know what? I can say a few words. Being angry is exhausting. Yeah, imagine what Fruta had to go through. I know. Sean. I know. Okay, I wasn't... I wasn't I wasn't like seeing like, oh man, uh, life sucks. Is me. Life, life is, is so hard. No, I didn't mean that. I meant like I'm just. It's, I'm just saying if we if, when, while we record these, if I keep getting this angry, I'm gonna be like need a nap afterwards. And if I, I need a nap just regardless because of how depressed I feel right now. Oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't mean to sound insensitive, but I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna binge eat some pasta. I'm going to watch this documentary about her and then I'm going to pass out tonight. I'm so desensitized to this stuff. I, I mean, I took a course in university about, about criminals and how fucked up they are and the messed up things they've done. And pretty much daily I watch and listen to cases like this. So I do apologize if I, came off as blunt while describing the trauma that she went through i mean no disrespect to the victim Mm -hmm. and her family i seriously can't imagine what she had to go through and this is why i'm scared to walk alone places Mm -hmm. at nighttime this is why not all men but you reject one of them and something like this could happen to you Mm -hmm. and you know, even though she had to go through all of this, I'm happy that we could share her story. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy that they didn't get an appropriate amount of time. I wish... I w- you would want <laughs> to see... I uh, would like to see them endure the pain that they imposed on other... On mm-hmm. those innocent young women who had their full lives mm-hmm. ahead of them. Their whole life. She was planning a trip with the girlies. Mm -hmm. She was going to go. She was about to graduate. She had a job lined up for her. Mm -hmm. They should have saw the end of their life in a concrete cell. Oh, our friends are messaging me saying they're so excited. (laughs) Shout out to Jade. (laughs) (laughs) This is part of the podcast right after we talk about horrendous crimes and criminals. (laughs) We we shout out our our friends. We shout out the fans who are excited to listen. This week's uh, number one fan, uh, Scooch, who's our number one fan this week? It is Jade. Jade, the lovely Jade. Uh, the most support that yeah. I've ever received in my entire life has been from Jade. Jade, she's always there for you. Always she's, there. She's We're you out. Go uh, to the vintage mall this weekend and uh, buy stuff. Uh huh. We're gonna we're gonna hang out and have a good time. Uh, but and yeah. Hopefully we won't get captured. And. Mm-hmm. Locked up in a room for five Yeah, but days. let's uh, let's focus on the shout out to Jay. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So we should wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Um. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening to the inaugural podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you stayed this long, yeah, you're awesome. Uh-huh. Um, you're probably a little messed up. So uh, I'm sorry about my dumb jokes, but I there's just gonna be more of those. 
I know that this was kind of traumatizing. I apologize if you're triggered, but also you, you should know what you're getting into when you're clicking on our podcast. Um, again, follow us on Instagram, crime.timepodcast. Leave a comment, send us a message. Mm-hmm. If there's any cool crimes or cases mm-hmm. that you would like us to cover, yeah, uh, feel free to let us know. Mm-hmm. We would also, love to take suggestions. Also, a big thing to do uh, is leave us a review on, uh, on podcasts. Like on wherever you're listening, I'm sure that there's a, uh, an ability to review the podcast. Let let us know what you think. It means a lot to us. It helps us uh, trying to get connected with more people because uh, you know they see a, a podcast that they uh, that has a good review and it's a subject that they like. They're gonna start to listen. You know what I mean? So yeah, just leave us a little comment. Uh, rate us however you feel. Give us a little heart. Yeah, give us a little heart. A little heart if mm-hmm. you if you're feeling cute. <laughs> Only if you're feeling cute. Only though. if you're feeling cute. Mm-hmm. We only take cute people's hearts. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is that it? I mean, I guess so. That's it. I guess so. Rest in peace to the victim. Yeah. Junko Furuta. Rest in peace. You had a great life ahead of you. you and did. I'm I, so sorry you couldn't see it. I know. And uh, your memory lives on. There's people out there who, uh, who are proud of you. And, uh, you know, they're still like... They're still talking about you today. Yes. Alrighty, take care, everyone. Thank you for listening. Take Hope you care. had a good time. Uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. See you soon. Brum, brum, brum. <laughs>